Welcome Ravens. I am your host, Morrigan Raven, and you're listening to Raven's Ramblings. Episode 4, Plus Points, where plus-size brands get it right and wrong. So, my first question to you. Yes, I'm starting this podcast with another one. Have you been listening? Have you listened to my other podcasts? And have you really listened to some of the information I've been giving you? Well, I hope so. It's not a test, believe me. But I hope you've been listening, because in this podcast, I'd like to refer to some of those different bits that I've told you. And I would like to kind of bring it all together for this one. So in this podcast, I thought I'd talk about some of the issues us plus side ladies have when we enter the clothing stores and try to find ourselves an outfit. And I wanted to talk about where clothes brands are getting it right and where clothes brands are getting it wrong and why. Over the past few years, we've seen that a number of high street brands are bowing to peer pressure and consumer demand to expand their ranges in women's and men's lines to be more inclusive of sizes. And okay, to be fair, they've not done a bad job, as I've alluded to previously. But believe me, they've still got a long way to go. So where are they going so wrong? If we go back to my second podcast, where I talked about fashion sizing and how it was first devised, we need to remember from that that these sizes are based on an average. But again, as I've said before, we are not all average for our size. We have lumps, bumps, extra baggage, hips, hip dips, boobs and all the other parts of our bodies that are different from the person stood next to us looking at the same size top in the same store. And that is what I feel many brands and designers forget when making clothing for plus size women specifically. So let's take it back a little step. We need to remind ourselves that clothing is mass produced and therefore it is manufactured to a standard size regardless of what that size is. But when you start to hit the plus sizes, we have to ask ourselves if clothes should really stick to such a rigid formatted measurement or if there are areas that manufacturers need to start having a rethink on. For many years, I've walked into the dressing room of a shop knowing that 99% of the clothes I put on in that small curtained cubicle probably won't fit. I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, average. I've tried over the years most styles and I know what suits me and I know the types of things that should fit me. But surely, as a consumer... I should be able to go into a shop and find anything I want in a size that will fit me. But unfortunately, it's just not true. So where are things going so, so wrong? Things are going wrong, in my opinion, due to all the misconceptions or myths, if you like, that pretty much need to be on an episode of Mythbusters that surrounds the plus size body in the fashion industry. And no matter how many times we say things, they just don't seem to get it. So let's have a look at some of those things and the issues that I've alluded to previously. There are a few areas 
But the first one, I believe, is that people believe in the fashion industry that as you get bigger, you do it proportionately. So just to myth bust this one, I'm going to say it quite clearly. We don't. If you took a selection of UK size 10 women, let's say, or person, if you prefer, you will see that even if they all carried their size as a different physical weight, they would have slightly different body shapes. But the likelihood of a size 10 still fitting them is pretty high. What is forgotten is that as people get bigger, we have more weight in areas of our body. And the idea of that perfect plus size body and one that's uniformed all over is less likely to exist. And this is where we have the issues of sizing and fit. The next myth to be busted is the one that as soon as we hit a certain plus size, normally around a UK 22, that we want to wear items of clothing that have no shape, are overly baggy or are the exact opposite, form-fitting and tight. So I'll say it again. We don't. Just because we are larger, it doesn't mean that we want shapeless clothes that hang like cotton sacks. Oh, and don't forget to add that little bit of elastane in our clothing so as when we wash them, they stretch and go baggy and hang off us even worse. Nor do we want clothes that are so form-fitted that we find it hard to move and just generally be comfortable. What we want is a little bit of give in our clothes so that they go over our lumpy bits and our bumpy bits and to allow us to get in and out of them easily. We all know that Catch-22 situation. We have all been there. You're going out for the evening, you do your makeup and then you sweat it all off, just getting into your dress so that you can just so then you decide to put clothes on and then do your makeup and then you end up dropping face powder or eyeshadow all over it. We, we, we just can't win. Anyway, next, I would like to address the myth busting that plus size limbs never increase in size. And we all have the same size arms and legs in circumference as we do, as say, at a UK size 12. Are we getting the hint yet, people? We don't. As mentioned in the first myth, we carry weight in different areas of our body. So when we are larger, we often have larger upper arms and thighs. Oh, and lower legs too. So when we look to buy trousers, jeans, long sleeve tops, and I'm chucking this one in there as well, even tight socks and jewellery, one size does not fit all. I have to admit, small arm clothes, armholes in my clothing has to be my biggest pet peeve. So many items I've ignored in shops because I know the arms are just completely unsuitable. And the last myth I'd like to bust is that we all grow in height proportionately with our size. I'm just going to say this one really loudly for those at the back. We don't! The times I've gone into a shop to buy a knee-length dress or skirt and find it's halfway down my calves because it's presumed that if we need a bigger size, we must need it longer. I'm yet to see a UK size 26 person at seven foot tall. 
So, yeah, okay, so those are just a few of the myths that need addressing in the plus-size fashion community. But believe me, there are many more, and I could list them, but you know what? We'd be here all night, and I've got a few other things I would like to waffle about. It's time to talk seriously about the things that are really wrong when we're looking at buying plus-size clothing whilst thinking about these myths. So the first one we have to look at is closing shapes. We already know that clothing is cut based on adding inches or centimetres to chart out sizes against these perfect average measurements. But what this doesn't give us is the thought of fabric choices and style. So, for example, a 48 inch bust in a structured fabric form fitting tailored dress. That wasn't easy for me to say, by the way. And a 48 inch bust line in a stretch fabric T-shirt is going to fit people differently. More people will be able to fit into the t-shirt than the dress. And this is obvious when you just look at the fabric choices alone. But you also need to consider the one major thing in a structured item that fails us all. These items are lined. That's right, they're lined with a tight, non-stretch fabric that is more likely to rip than have any form of giving it. And this is done to assist with the structure of the garment. But what it also does is take away about half an inch of space that we are so desperately crying out for already. So not only do we need to contend with clothing being tight due to the fabric choice, we're now needing to contend with losing more space as well because it's lined. I can't count the number of jackets that I've taken the lining out of in the arms because I need that extra space to get my arm through the hole. And it's ridiculous. And then you find that some of them, especially on dresses, the outer fabric would stretch enough to fit our, fit our extra curves. But the lining constricts us, so we end up just leaving it on the shelf. When looking at these issues with clothing, are we surprised that in so many walks of life, unless you are wealthy enough to have things made, women in the plus size range tend to wear t-shirts and tunics and leggings and other oversized items which don't always suit our body shapes because there's not a lot else out there unless we have magic measurements. Many, many years ago, when the go-to UK high street plus size brand was Evans, part of the Burtons and Topshop group, they were deemed to be the place to go if you wanted anything bigger than a size 18. But they didn't really do their clothing very well. Again, my opinion. Jackets were structured and lined too much. Sleeves would be a nightmare. You would have shoulder pads, double buttons, all those things that just take up extra space in your clothing. Blouses were almost too fitted and too tailored. Rather than just a dart at the bust, they'd drag them in at the waistline, which left you with gaping button fronts and a lot less shoulder room. Hands up if you've ever held the front of your blouse together with a safety pin. And if they were not so structured that you couldn't move, they were floaty, baggy and shapeless, which we all ended up buying and not looking great in and feeling pretty awful in them, to be honest. 
that's all the choice we had. Even today, when we look at some of the alternative brands that cater for larger sizes quite well, they still miss one important factor. Now, this I have found in alternative brands is the opposite to the myth I mentioned earlier. In alternative brands, and there's one in particular that, if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. They seem to think that when you become plus size, that the length of your garment needs to say the same length as it is for a size 10. They seem to have forgotten the concept that when a clothing garment expands outwards with stretch, it compensates for that by shrinking in length. Yet they don't cater for this. So those of us with larger bottoms end up tending to display them to the world, leaving the house in our brand new dress. Then we have to adapt our style to wear our new dress with leggings or really thick tights, or we'd end up with a fine for public indecency. And why should we? If other sizes can wear it at that length and look good, why can't we? We are learning from what I've said so far, that just because a garment needs to be structured or fitted, that I think we need to put a little bit thought into how that is done and how it is put together as to allow it to be more wearable for a plus size person. We need to find a different way of constructing items to allow them to give a wider range of fit while still holding their shape. And I really wish I knew the answer to that, girls, because if I did, I'd be a millionaire. Wouldn't that be nice? We also learn that these garments need to be adjusted in more ways than just their bust or their waist measurements. We need to think about length limb fittings and make them more appealing to more people and allow them to be a more marketable product. When you look at the shops in the last three decades that have catered for plus size figures, it's almost as if they're doing it under a veil of darkness, not fully accepting that human beings are made up of all different shapes and sizes, but giving it a good go. I mean, if we are all still dealing with the non-acceptance of skin colour in this decade, please do not get me started on that. And no, I'm not doing a podcast about it just yet. Maybe one day. But if that is the case with the Black Lives Matter movement and now the Asian Lives Matter movement in 2021, is it any wonder that we're still trying to get acceptance for anything in body shape that's considered non-perfect? But in saying things are getting better, things are starting to change and this generation are becoming far more accepting of imperfections and even starting to advocate for those who have them not to shy away. You only have to look at Instagram to see curvy plus size girls out there in their lingerie doing the same as all the skinny ones do and yet they're the ones being penalized but it is so good to see more of them trying to get this fear of a little extra wobble in the tummy out into the open and make people confront it 
anyway, I'm digressing again. I think we all need to make it our responsibility to push the boundaries of conventional beauty. And I have got a podcast coming up on that very soon. It's all the ways we need to do things now to really go out there and improve everything for everyone. So how are we going to do this? We need to reject those traditional plus size figures and campaign for better and for more inclusivity. We need to vote with our money and buy and support the brands that get it right and force the ones that need some serious improvements to rethink their products and align to the requirement of the consumer. There is one company, and they've kind of started thinking about this. And anyone who's watched my Facebook reviews may already be aware of this one. And that is yours clothing. Now, believe me, this brand has its faults and issues, but they are starting to listen. Just before Auntie Felicity decided to invade the world and all force us to stay at home like a bunch of naughty schoolchildren grounded for picking on the new kid, I was perusing the racks in yours clothing in one particular store and found not one, but three items I was extremely impressed with. Yes, three. Three jackets. All with a slightly stretchy fabric construction. But they had this one magic item added. They had put a strip of ribbed stretchy fabric going from the armpit to the cuff. Literal genius. Something so simple and yet suddenly I can wear a selection of work jackets because the underneath of the arm stretches to fit. So thinner arms, wider arms and even my bingo wings all fit into the same sleeve. Now, admittedly, one of them was faux leather, which is not something I get on with particularly well as a fabric. But the other two were like a thin fabric suede um, in their appearance. So I chose those two and I bought them and I still wear them to work now. This has to be the first time I've been able to wear some form of formal work jacket and have it actually looking nice. So what's stopping other brands from taking this type of revolutionary step forward in the structure of their garments? Well, some are going to pick up on things, but not at a quick enough pace for most consumers. And this is due to the fact that large established brands need a substantial amount of money to change designs and manufacturing. And this is daft because surely it's the larger brands that have the money to do exactly that. But they don't. Instead, it seems to be the smaller, more independent brands that are listening to what consumers really want. So I'm going to take this opportunity to give a little plug to a few brands that are quite close to my heart that I have dealt with, I have spoken to, I've spoken to their owners, and they're really listening to what us larger ladies and persons are really looking for when it comes to purchasing our clothes. 
So my first plug is to a small UK brand called Snag Tights. They have really listened to the issues of getting tights to fit and they have developed fabrics to stretch in four ways. So you have length, width and diagonal stretch. So as it covers you from hip to toe perfectly. Oh, and extra brownie points for them as they are now trying to be the first company to develop biodegradable tights. Yes, we're soon going to be able to compost our laddered tights in the future. Brilliant. Along the same theme, the next company is based in the US called Thunder Thighs. Couple of wonderful ladies of colour who own this company were so fed up of knee high and thigh high socks only being available to those with legs like a flamingo. So they developed a pair of socks that will stretch around thighs up to 37.5 inches in circumference. And they've even developed leg garters to assist with any slippage and rolling issues. And just to let you know, they've got some other products up their sleeve and I'm really excited to hear about them. My next nod is to a company brand that have been, oh, sorry, a company brand? They are a company brand. They're more of a clothing brand, though. And they've been making witchy and gothic clothing for a number of years. And that is Moon Maiden Gothic. Think hippie gothic fairy and you'd be about right with their aesthetic. They do sizes from UK to eight to UK 28 as standard and they will make anything to your measurements to order. They are not above changing, tweaking, customising and oh if you do have to have something custom patterned they don't charge you that much that much extra either. My final nod is to a personal friend and I have to mention her because her clothing is amazing. Single alternative person owned Exo Umbra that cater for all sizes. Standard ranges from an XS to a 6XL. All handmade to order and if you want a little tweak here and there that can be done. They're all made from basic t-shirt material that is ethically sourced and from sustainable producers. She uses scraps to make extra little bits so you may get a dress with an extra seam. But who cares? Her witchy alternative vibes are amazing and I have to say I own quite a few. Just so long as they're black. When we're looking at these brands, yeah that's it, the plug's over girls. When we're looking at these brands they are really trying to be fully inclusive by designing their clothes with a fabric that has stretch as well as support when necessary. And let's not forget that anything that is a standard design for them that they have to make made to measure for somebody for a specific client or reason, they don't just cut bigger fabrics. Sometimes it means taking the time to repattern as well and sometimes changing their fabrics. But their charges on top of this are pretty minimal from my experience. So why can these small independent brands get it so right? 
where the big conglomerates still get it so wrong. I believe it is down to the willingness to change and not to just the cost. Although that does seem to be the easiest concern to throw about when consumers demand something outside of the norm. But before I get to ethics, we have to understand that every change to a business does cost. There's redesigning, there's marketing, there's finances. And then the bigger the business, the more lines they carry and the more the, the list that they need to do and the way need to pay for. So maybe it is just a money thing after all. But then we take a look at these independent businesses, those struggling against the large monopolies on the fashion industry. And they seem to be more willing to put their money on the line to please their customers. Where does customer service and building a consumer base cross against the value of the business? Financially, I suppose. And why do small businesses take such risks to ensure they give their customer exactly what they want? I believe it's down to ethics and personal morals, as I've mentioned, and their willingness to do what it takes. In an age where the consumer is more demanding, it's easy for a small business to do make tweaks to what they want to change with demand. They can choose who they purchase materials from as they're not tied to multi-million dollar contracts which they can't get out of for years like big businesses. After all, it's only through those contracts that they can keep a guaranteed low cost for raw materials for a prolonged period, which in turn keeps the final cost of the item down when it comes out for sale. This is why smaller businesses sell at higher priced goods because they don't have that, well, sweatshop, let's say, working to make their items. Smaller businesses have to spend time doing everything themselves and choosing where to spend their money when it comes to the materials means that they get to be more picky and bow to consumer pressure for better. But it also means that their ability to adapt is greater. As consumers, though, we should expect this level of commitment from all levels of brands, from the small made by hand brands to the big conglomerates who are selling their clothing in stores and online, probably at a rate of thousands of items an hour. We want to be able to have a range of places we can shop at and not be limited to one or two that cater for our requirements. After all, if non plus size clothing that fits can be found in a hundred stores on the high street. Why shouldn't decent plus size clothing be found in a hundred stores? Why is it only one or two? It's not fair and it's feeding into the increasing issues we are seeing around fat phobia. Remember what I said about Instagram? And this in turn is having effect on our mental health. Wouldn't it be nice if your children or grandchildren, depending on your age, could go out with their friends for a weekend and go shopping in all-inclusive stores? Maybe then the horrific tales that we have grown up with and lived with of being out with friends whilst they buy outfits, you only dare look at bag shoes and accessories on shopping trips so as not to face the fear of nothing fitting because we're too large for the stores that our friends could easily shop in. How many of us are still facing that today?
are we now in an era that will change things for the better across the board? Or will we see just an uprising of smaller brands that bow to the consumer that eventually take over from the larger stores? Are we going to see more brands being inclusive? I hope that in my lifetime I do. Designers are starting to walk away from the emaciated looks of runways of old, preferring now to include curvier, normalised models. Yet we have a long way to go until fat phobia is a thing of the past. There needs to be balance, and I'm sure it can be found, between the needs of the consumer and the realistic needs and the needs of the brands to keep their lines economically beneficial. To me, and there are going to be a few, few people who hate me for saying this, but by being forced into the mass thinking of how people should look and be, to have social media posts deleted for violating policies of public indecency because our bodies in a bikini seem to be breaking rules, but a smaller body in the same outfit isn't. To be force-fed health apps and fitness apps on our feed to tell us that we're not allowed to be healthy and large. No, we have to be the same as everybody else. Well, it's no better than the kids in the playground bullying us for being different. Now, I'm not saying that brands are bullying us, but by exclu excluding us and not catering to our requirements is in turn a form of public ridicule. We are being fat shamed because we don't fit into garments the way brands say we should. But to be included, we're not really asking for much. We're just asking for this for fabric choices to be better, for garments to be thought about and constructed in a way that they're more forgiving for curves, for new, updated and true measurements for global sizing to be overhauled to fit the modern day figures, for brands to make an effort to be inclusive. It's really not that much when you think about it against the size of the fashion industry today. Small adjustments, a new way of thinking and some better choices could make such a difference to so many people. The world is a changing place with new sexual preferences and genders becoming normalised. What a shame that we are becoming more, com as we are becoming more comfortable in our own bodies and being proud of who we are, we are struggling to cover them in clothing that meets the same levels of acceptance. I'm sure things will change in time, but for now, look out for those brands that are doing the things right that you find. Share them with your friends, give them a shout on social media and let others know about them. Wealth and knowledge are power and knowing where to spend our money is power to us as consumers and enables us to help fight for the changes we want to see. Thank you for listening. I'm going to sign off. And as always, remember, no matter what you do in life, just do you. You've been listening to Raven's Ramblings, hosted by Morrigan Raven. For more information and links to my other social media sites, please visit my anchor.fm profile.